Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Back to the Bernie Show. Always available on the 590 The Fan app. Welcome back to the Bernie Show. And again, the United States Air Force Hour, 5 o'clock every weekday on the Bernie Show. They sponsor it, and we're grateful for that. Also grateful to Bill Connolly, ESPN.com, who uh, is just um, just terrific. And he has been for many years, even before he joined ESPN, and has come, out, come up with some really, really uh, advanced way of uh, analyzing college football. And he's a really good writer on top of it. So he joins us now. You can follow him on X or Twitter at ESPN underscore Bill C at ESPN underscore Bill C. Bill, um, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. How are you? I'm pretty good. How about you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, what do you think of Mizzou's chances? What is uh, <laughs> what is the S and P S and P plus think of Mizzou's chances? So get us uh, take us to school a minute here on that. Well, it's funny. I mean, it's. This is Georgia, and we know that Georgia has an extra gear that they dole out when they need to. And, uh, you know, SP Plus is not designed to, you know, account for different gears. Uh, but against the two top 30 teams that Georgia's played so far, top 40 teams, I should say, they've overachieved my projections by about an average of 17 points. And then against everybody, against everybody else, the, the commoners, they, uh, you know, they underachieved by about 10 points a game. So simple fact that Missouri is good and got their attention last year, and obviously he's going to have their attention this time. You know, the the fact that I've got a projected, like, 14-point game or whatever, I guess you're supposed to add a tax to that, and it's more like 24 points. But, um, I mean, Missouri's good. And if Georgia doesn't just come out, you know, throwing the, the haymakers and landing shots early like they did against Kentucky especially, uh, there are matchups here that Georgia, that Missouri could take advantage of and make this a real pain-in-the-butt kind of game and, you know, keep themselves within distance and just kind of, it always depends on Georgia first, and we'll see what happens. And uh, you know, I, you're so right about that. You know, or S and B plus is right about that too. The you know, Georgia had to hear a lot of noise. You know, it's like oh, watch out for Kentucky. You know, and then it was Florida, of course. Well, Florida's getting better, huh? This one, this one might be. <laughs> and they're they're hearing that even more about Mizzou. And yeah. I, I, I was talking about this before you came on. I can only imagine the stuff that Kirby Smart's feeding that squad because <laughs> he's like every he's like every other coach. They'll they'll take anything they can get. And I'm sure he was pleased actually that the college football playoff selection committee put him second because now he can play <laughs> that card. Right? Now, see, they don't all you've accomplished. It doesn't matter to these people. They disrespected you. So <laughs> Kirby's Kirby's going to have a great uh, great rest of the week getting his team ready for Mizzou. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, he's the best at this, I think, since Bob Stoops. You know, I remember <laughs> back in the yes. Big 12 championship game, uh, you know, Sam Bradford, after the, you know, after the game, he's getting interviewed after they beat Missouri 60-whatever to 20-whatever, um, and saying, you know, they had the clippings on the wall about Missouri saying the last game was a mistake and they should have won and it was a fluke, and nobody said that. Nobody had said that at all, <laughs> uh, but... And that's every time Kirby Smart, you know, you know, you hear a Georgia player talking about how people are predicting them to go five and seven or whatever. I always think of Bob Stoops; he was the uh, the master. But yeah, it does make this game kind of hard to project because I can tell you about the season averages and the fact that Georgia's run defense isn't quite as good as normal and and everything else. But uh, they they are two different teams. I, I think I can kind of confidently say I know what will happen if Georgia like the. the what a team will do to beat Georgia at some point. Um, and honestly, it fits pretty well with Missouri's approach last year and what it will probably be this year. If you can, you know, Carson Beck hasn't really been under pressure uh, so far this year. And if you can really make him uncomfortable and, and, you know, mess with his footwork and make him rush through decisions uh, like they did with Stetson Bennett last year, you can make some stops, force some mistakes that they haven't made because they haven't been under pressure all that much. And if you can just hit a couple shots downfield, get a, get some easy points out of it, maybe actually score touchdowns instead of kick field goals like you did last year, um, you're going to give yourself a shot. It's just it's hard to avoid the thought of being down 14 nothing at two drives like uh, Kentucky was. Uh, Bill Connolly with us from ESPN.com, and I'm not trying to turn you into a coach, you know, not asking <laughs> you to go to the Telestrate or anything. Um, but do you think that, just your opinion, do you think that in terms of Mizzou playing against that defense, does, does Mizzou have more playmakers uh, than what, Georgia has seen so far from any individual opponent. I mean, does does Mizzou bring the the maybe the a more difficult offense to stop? I think so. I mean, just from the pure numbers, this is the best offense they've faced this year. Um, you know, I've got Florida ranked in the thirties, South Carolina ranked in the thirties, Missouri's twentieth right now, and and that includes the Middle Tennessee game early in the year. So they've certainly been above twentieth since, um, and and it'll test them. I mean, Georgia's pass defense has been pretty impeccable but they haven't they don't really pressure the passer they just trust their uh their great uh d- defensive backs to to do their jobs and tackle well and all that um but really the the thing that strikes me is, is like i was saying the the run defense is only good it's it's definitely not bad um but i've got them you know like 31st in my rushing success rate measure they're in the 30s and 40s in most of the stuff that i track and they haven't played that great a schedule they haven't played any top 20 offenses and and it feels like if Missouri can just get Schrader getting those three or four yard gains in the first half he's one of the fun stats I came I saw for uh, my preview column on Friday is is Schrader's averaging like four and a half carries uh, four and a half yards per carry in the first half and then like six and a half in the second half Um, he he really kind of picks up steam as the game goes on it's just about keeping things close and awkward and nervous and everything else. And if, if they can carve out some space and keep the pressure off of Cook, then those playmakers at receiver are going to have a couple opportunities to make some big plays. One more Mizzou question for the longtime uh, Mizzou football observer, Bill Connolly, ESPN.com. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what has surprised you the most, if you're surprised by anything, what has surprised you the most about this team uh, going 7-1? and one? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was pretty clear when you looked at the schedule that, you know, beat Kansas State, start 5-0, and see what happens. 
that was all on the table. Um, but then the way the, the turnaround came after those first couple of games, uh, the, the way they were able to kind of reassess at that point and, and figure out exactly what are we good at? What are we, uh, you know, what are we going to focus on from this point forward? That K-State game turned around the season. And then these last two games, I thought, uh, coming off of the loss, you know, being down early against Kentucky, they started figuring out other ways to win besides try to get Luther Burden like 170 receiving yards. Uh, right. The run game came through against South Carolina. The pass rush was dominant in both of those games. I think they learned something about themselves. They kind of had to go to plan B or C or D against Kentucky, and it turned out that it was a pretty good plan, and that plan worked too. And that can be really useful for you as the season unfolds. Bill, did you um... – I've actually broken myself of a bad habit, which is to like overreact to the college football playoff rankings, the early ones anyway. <laughs> uh, was there anything there that that caught your eye, at least where you thought it was interesting? Because we all know that you know Georgia's got plenty. All the teams that are up there now are going to be able to control their own fate and everything. Yeah. But any anything else uh, catch your eye a little bit? Um, they showed a lot of respect to the Big 12. That was one noticeable thing. Because I have a formula that I played with last year that kind of approximates how the committee usually works. Like looking at the – basically it's like a BCS formula more or less um, with, with the game control and resume ratings and all that stuff and then also the poll averages. And so anytime it differs from that, it's kind of interesting. Um, and, and one thing I noticed was Oklahoma was one spot or two spots higher than I thought they might be. Kansas was three spots higher. Oklahoma State was seven spots higher. Um, I, I think K-State's a top 15 team, and so that one was a little weird. I guess they had to put them behind Oklahoma State because they lost to OSU, but um, there, are, there was a lot more respect shown to the Big 12 than I thought. I don't really know what that means going forward. I think we know that if OU or Texas wins out, they're going to have a really, really good chance of getting in, um, but that, was, that, that stood out. Otherwise, you know, I, I have Michigan number one because I think they're just the best team in the country. I knew the committee wouldn't. Uh, because they usually make you play somebody first before they give you that. So Ohio State made sense there. Um, but it is, like you said, like it's, 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 it's instructional as much as anything. We, we know that you know, the number one team in those first rankings, they've only won the title like twice. Um, it doesn't mean anything predictive or whatever, but it, is, it at least kind of sets the table for the weeks to come. Well, one, one more thing, and it's, and it's relevant to what we're talking about, uh, S&P Plus – uh, noticing, uh, you know, uh, S and P plus the system you you devised yeah. uh, has has the SEC as the, the the best conference. Now, some people would look at that and say, "Well, wait a minute!" And, but you, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to explain uh, your explanation for it. You do that, but you you pointed out a very good reason why that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it really it just depends on how you want to. Uh, we all judge what a, the best conference is in a different way. If it's, you know, the top three teams, then maybe that's the Big Ten. Well, definitely the Big Ten. If the top, you know, four or five, maybe it's the Pac-12 at this point. Um, but the reason the SEC grades out well in just pure average ratings is they only have one bad team. Uh, Mississippi State's trying to make it to. They, they've not been very impressive lately. But, I mean, they've got 13 out of 14 teams in the top 60. It was, I think, 13 out of 14 in the top 50 a couple weeks ago. And that kind of makes up for the fact that, you know, we're used to seeing a, few, a little more dominance up top. The depth is still pretty impressive. And, you know, if nothing else, just remember that South Carolina and Auburn both led uh, Georgia for a considerable, considerable amount of those games. And they're like the 10th and 13th best teams in the league. So they do have the SEC. It's, a, it's not a, the best year for them, but at least they have that going for them, I guess. 
Bill Connolly, thank you, my my friend, very much. And uh, of course, we we read you all the time here on the Bernie Show, and in reference to you quite often. And uh, enjoy another great weekend of college football. And I know you'll have your eye on at least one of those games, maybe a little more than the <laughs> others. So we'll see yeah, what happens. I can't wait. Quarter, hopefully. Hopefully for longer than that. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. There's so many good games on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it's really wonderful. Great matchups. Yeah. Thanks so much. Absolutely. That's our friend Bill Connolly from ESPN. I was looking at this earlier, Jim, and I, it, it's kind of turned into the college football hour. So what? It's fine. Uh, you know, you look at uh, you look at the SEC. Uh, Mizzou, Georgia, may be the headliner. No, actually, I take that back. LSU and Bama. That's a huge game. Yes, Hugely it is. important. Um, Mizzou, Georgia. I I think Texas A and M and Ole Miss is an important game for Ole Miss, which still has uh, aspirations, legitimately so, of maybe sneaking through and getting that SEC West title. It's it's within possibility. Um, then you look at the Big Twelve, which is a big pileup. Since I used to work in Big Twelve country uh, down in Dallas that one time. Uh, when I say it's a pileup, it reminds me of the, there was a there was an ice storm uh, in Dallas one time. I'm trying to get out to, to uh, the Cowboys Ranch mm-hmm. Valley Valley Park or Ranch Park or whatever the hell it was called, and uh, people were just skidding and flying off highways and going nuts and just everything's piled up. And I'm like, damn, these people don't know how to drive with some moisture on the road. So anyway, so all these pileups, um, and that the whole Big 12 race is a pileup. But it, listen to these matchups in the Big 12 over the weekend. You got Kansas State going at playing at Texas. You got Oklahoma playing at Oklahoma State. Uh, you got Kansas playing at Iowa State, which is another good because I, I mentioned this the other day. Iowa State State's like sneaking in there. They're like four and two in the conference. They're they're hanging right there. And then everyone's buzzing about Kansas. Now they're going to go to Iowa State. Those are really delicious games. The Big Ten, uh, maybe not so much. That's probably the one conference this week that doesn't have, you know, a lot of things where you go, wow, I can't wait. Fighting line, I'll be playing in Minnesota. That ain't going to be easy. Um, but I, That's there's a rock not fight, much. by the way. Yeah, it is a rock <laughs> fight. There's just ain't much to, to, to get me excited. Penn State at Maryland. I hope Maryland wins just because Penn State's on my nerves, but Maryland's a big choker in games like that, so I doubt it. Wisconsin, no, take that back. Ohio State, Rutgers, that could be fun, but I doubt it. Pac-12, you got uh, UCLA-Arizona. To me, that's a hell of a game because Arizona's a lot better than the average, average college football observer realizes. They're really, really good. That's going to be a tough one for UCLA, having to go down there to Tucson. Uh, you've got uh, Washington and USC. Now, listen, USC, we know that it's uh, it's powder puff football. We know that. But they, stu- they still do have a hell of an offense and could score um, an incredible amount of points, uh, potentially even on Washington. And, and the thing that adds to the intrigue of that, Washington – their last two games, although they win them, and that's the whole thing, got to win them. They, boy, they were not. They were really kind of ugly to watch, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Very much. Um, so. You know, Cal, Cal uh, Cal's playing Oregon. I'm trying to say, yeah, Arizona State, Utah's a pretty good game. 
Oregon State at Colorado is an entertaining game. So there's a lot of good stuff. And of course, you got Air Force and Army probably going to decide the Commander in Chief trophy. Uh, the ACC's got a couple good games. Uh, Notre Dame, Clemson, I consider that an ACC game, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a game to watch for sure. So, um, anyway, I'll shut up now. We'll uh, we'll take our final time out. Bob Knight has died, by the way. Um, just saw, got an alert from the Washington Post. Oh, I did not see at that. Age, at age 83. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit when we return. Uh, I want you to uh, keep this number handy. Saliga Heating and Cooling, an independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Um, they've been serving St. Louis family since 1927. And um, four generations of Saligas have, have owned and operated this family business, including Dan Saliga, who is doing a great job with this great family business. He's, you know, a lot of pride has been put into that business by those generations of Saligas through the decades. They're great at what they do. We've been customers, clients, whatever you want to call us, for 15 years. Uh, they have done everything that we have needed to ha- ha- have done in our home, and we have been delighted every single time with their knowledge, their professionalism, how classy they are in your home, the way they explain things, the fact that there's no hustle, they're not trying to upsell. Uh, their integrity is just fantastic. 100% trust in Saliga Heating and Cooling. In fact, up the street, someone's getting a boiler put in. And guess guess who that person consulted on that? I don't know who to call to get a book. Mrs. Bernie, she's going to go to work as a salesperson for Saliga. <laughs> they had trucks out there in front of the house, Saliga vans and trucks. How about that? That's right. <laughs> uh, but no wonder. We, get, we, we like to get the word out because Saliga heating and cooling is the best. So if you have anything you need, you're worried about the way your heating's working or not working, um, any any concerns at all, you go to SaligaHeatingAndCooling.com and see a list of services because they do a lot of things other than heating and cooling. The smart thermostats are great. They save you money. We just had ours put in, and we love it. But if you uh, you need to have duct cleaning, you want to have ductless systems, indoor air quality improvement, uh, you name it, uh, the Saliga family, an independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, they will take good care of you. And I know because they've taken great care of us. 314-481-7333, 314-481-7333. And when we return, uh, we'll uh, just discuss the, the, the news that um, came out just a short time ago. Not shocking because I knew Coach Knight was uh, in bad shape um, and, you know, deteriorating for quite a while. But still... You kind of look at him as indestructible in a way, but he passed away today at age 83. We'll be right back.